From Indiana Public Radio and Ball State University, this is The Scene, the show that captures live music right from our own backyards and brings it straight to you. I'm your host, Abigail Beach, and this week we're bringing you music from two young local artists, Casey King and Allison Victoria. We also have an exclusive interview with Casey King and The Scene's very own Jacob Holtzman. Stay tuned. I'm sitting down with Casey King, and you're a sophomore at Ball State? Yeah, I'm about to be a sophomore. Yeah. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and you as an artist and kind of your backstory into music? Yeah. So I think like the first instrument I picked up was actually guitar at like age 10. And I like took lessons on that for a while, but it didn't really stick because by middle school, um, I started playing saxophone and then that was like my main instrument for a while. And then literally not even a year ago, I picked up um, voice. So like that's saxophone and voice are kind of like my main two things now um with with saxophone i usually just like play jazz and stuff like that and on voice i'm just doing whatever honestly uh i make my own music and it tends to be more in the r&b realm but yeah so that's like what i play that's interesting because i didn't know um coming from knowing you in studio band you were one of the vocalists and so i didn't know that um, being a vocalist was something new for you. I always, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that? Like, is that something that the school music inspired you to do or how did that kind of appear? Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So like my senior year of high school, I took AP music theory and like the teacher for that was also the choir director. And whenever I would like do my sight singing exams and stuff like that, he'd be like, hey, you have a good voice. You should sing. And I was like, "Okay." So like I took it up um, like my last semester of high school but like the pandemic hit so i didn't really get to like sing with choir and stuff so literally studio band was like my first experience singing with people which is kind of crazy but it's been a fun time well i think you were the maybe one of the first people to have a positive experience coming out of sight singing but i will give you (laughs) that um no well i think that's really cool um and yeah i mean i thought you were a natural in studio band. So you fooled me for an entire year, (laughs) but I always find too, it's interesting because I'm a guitar player, but then also in high school, I was a saxophone player. And then I know it seems there's this really neat correlation between people who play saxophone also usually play guitar because one of my fellow guitarists in the school of music also played saxophone. And so why do you think there is that connection? Gosh, I don't know, because I also have a lot of people that I know that play guitar and saxophone. I feel like they're both, like, pretty, like, smooth, and, like, whenever someone, like, says that they play that instrument, they're like, oh, man, you're so cool. So it's like, if you play both cool instruments, then you're just, like, mega cool, obviously. And you sing, so you got kind of a trifecta going on there. (laughs) Well, so, obviously, we kind of talked about this a little. You're in the school of music, and so... I take it that was probably a big part of you um, coming to Ball State? Yeah. So how has um, being at Ball State and learning through the school music really kind of opened up your career in terms of, like, your individual music? 
I think the biggest thing I've learned from Ball State and like opening my music career is that collaboration is so important. I feel like there's so many talented students in like the School of Music that I've like had the opportunity to play with and like get to know and like befriend. So I feel like just like through being with a bunch of talented people, it's like helped me um, grow as an artist. I feel like I've been like things like my lyricism and like my um, like my ability to like sing different things and like all these different like aspects of my musicianship. I feel like it's just improving from being around talented people. And I don't know if I would have gotten that at like every university, especially with people that are like so welcoming. Like I feel like Ball State has definitely been like, especially like the people in the MMP department have been like really like welcoming and nice to like be around. Yeah, um, I think that is really one of the things I enjoy being about being here too. And it's something I really discovered through the scene. And then my last year was how, um, really good and cool the music scene in Muncie is and just ball state in general and ball state drives a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you just look at it as a small town and that's something that's so cool about Indiana music is it's a lot of these small towns that then really drive forward the community around Muncie or ball state or just Indiana as a whole. Yeah, for sure. So, and then speaking of that, that community, you were part of a community in Ball State through like the studio band. Mm -hmm. And so what was really your experience there? Gosh, oh my God, it was amazing, honestly. I feel like, like going back again to like being around such talented musicians, I feel like, um, like just being around the people in studio band, I really like picked up like different aspects of music that I wouldn't think I'd be able to. And just getting to like hear like how other people like think through their instrument and like different ideas that they throw out. It, it's just always been a really cool experience. And like, I don't know. Um, I just feel like with the people in studio band, um, they're just also creative and like have their own thing that they bring to the table. And I feel like that, that just is one of the things that makes the ensemble like super tight and like good to work with. No, yeah, um, I I got that same experience. Obviously, um, it's really refreshing to like you hear about it. Like you you get to hear like, oh, these are you know what studio musicians are like. They come in and this is what they do. And then to actually sit there and be a part of this like song sculpting experience is like just a totally different um, ball game than what you originally think about or think it even is. Right, for sure. And like one of the moments that really stuck out to me was when we were making that song together. I really wish we would have finished that because it was so good. <laughs> but yeah. like seeing how people think, like when they're like starting to make a song, I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. And so then you actually got to play a couple of your songs with the studio band. And so the first one I wanted to talk about was the bait because that was one the entire studio band kind of recorded together. So what did you get really from that experience or what did you enjoy most of it? Um, literally, first of all, the first time I heard y'all play and like hearing my music played by other musicians that are so talented, I was like, stop, this is literally a dream, but it was really fun. Um, I think what I really got out of it is like, I guess like 
some sort of like leadership also because like n needing to tell like other musicians like hey I like like this idea you're doing but still like keeping like some of the original elements of the song that were really important to me and like finding a like, good balance between like um, everybody's creativity and what they have to bring to the table and also incorporating some of the important ideas to me of that song was definitely like an important balance that I definitely learned through getting to record it and play it with studio band. Was it interesting to kind of hear like an A, B difference? Like, cause originally I believe you recorded the bait on your own yeah. and then you got to hear like with a full recording, like how was that different? Like with each person actually playing a part that you wrote out it's so much better than the original in my opinion i feel like there's just so much more personality to it because like the the version of the bait that's on my album it's like yeah i'm playing saxophone and then i'm also singing and stuff but like the rest of it is like midi instruments and like there's just there's just they just can't recreate like a personality like a bass player and a guitar player can like there's nothing like the actual authentic instrument and i feel like playing like my songs in studio like studio band really helped me like realize that and also appreciate it yeah no um i mean that was one part that i loved too was this um authenticity that everything got because or not authenticity this organic feeling everything got because of each person um, though we're all working towards the same goal, which was to really replicate a song, no matter what, someone's going to add these different parts, even if it's just like how they actually play their instrument, not even like their approach to it. Yeah, for sure. Like everybody has like a different background in music and what they bring to the table is like a reflection of what they've been through, whether it be musically or just in life. So everybody has something different to offer. And I feel like all of that combined together made the studio band recording of my song sound really great. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to listen to it when we show the show. So, I mean, yeah. I know I enjoyed being a part of it and I'm sure our listeners are going to um, really enjoy it also. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but then another part I wanted to talk about with Studio Band is you were a part of a class called MMP 492, and it was a song writing like production workshop, correct? Yeah. And then so for our listeners out there, what the concept was, was you guys kind of workshopped songs throughout the entire part, and you did this alongside a Grammy-winning producer to kind of really learn about the fine tuning aspects of putting out like a hit record or song. Mm -hmm. So when the studio band helped you record that part, I know for me, it was a very different process than the actual studio band working together. Yeah. And so I was wondering what you wanted to talk and share about from that, because that to me really felt like, Oh, this is like, this is the real deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the exact same way. I feel like when I first got in there, I was like so scatterbrained about it all because they're just like, first of all, the song that I wrote for the for studio band to record was me, myself and I. And that has a lot of moving parts. Like it has like a three part horn section and like background vocals and like the whole rhythm section, like a decent amount of parts. So just like getting those all to work together and like how I want them to was like a big process while also like still like being under the direction of like Dr. Thompson and Rafter and just, I don't know, like Michael Rafter, um, like just having like that many like heads in the process, it was helpful, but also like a little bit frustrating at times. Cause I'm like, don't know where to find the balance of like 
um, putting my input in not because like it's my song but I also know that their input is very helpful but like I feel like in the end it like it mostly turned out good there were still like some horn parts that were questionable so I like recorded some stuff over the summer but um Overall, I feel like it was a definitely a learning experience, kind of like what I was touching on with the bait, where it's like having to like take that like leadership role with my song to make sure it like still has its original elements. But I feel like because it was like so like fast paced, like not as much of like the like and we did you guys just hadn't been with the song as long as like compared to the bait, like it was definitely like more of a difficult process because it was like and had a little bit more of a novelty aspect to it with all of the musicians playing it and like also like the process was so quick it just made it a little more difficult to produce but it turned out pretty good in the end well i think part of um what helped it turn out good was that we had had time with just the songs we done before like songs like the bait was just that ability for we all knew each other already. And I think that speaks kind of the community that is ball States music scene is where everyone's already working and helping and like growing with each other. And so it's really easy to maybe is a new song, but we already know the person we already know who we're working with. And so that community aspect makes it a lot easier to really tackle these things together. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like working like with you guys and like the other musicians definitely was like a pretty smooth process. I think like just the time constraints was like a little bit hectic and like definitely added a different level of pressure. And that it was also like for a class, which I haven't like had to make a song for a class before. So. Well, I think it turned out awesome. I was really happy to be a part of it too. And um, I'm sure the rest of the studio band was also. Yeah, it was a really fun song to make, like, when it was all said and done. And then you also had another song you wanted to share with us, but this one actually I was not a part of, or the studio band wasn't a part of either. Um, Did you want to talk about that one a little? Yeah, um, so that song, I think you're talking about Mind, Body, and Soul. Yeah, so that one's off of my debut album, Cicatrize. It's probably one of my favorite songs on the album because I feel like looking back at it, it maybe this is just like me being like uh, like um, an artist that like kind of beats up on themselves, but like I feel like it's a very amateur project, but that song like still stands out to me. Like it has really like good and I feel like that's the song I put the most thought into. So it just like felt more thoughtful and like personal to me. So like, um, I don't know, I just felt like it still like had like a nice place in my like in my heart compared to the other ones because it just like felt more personal to me. And it's something that I'm like really excited to like share with more people like on the scene and stuff like that because even though it like has a completely different vibe from like the bait and me, myself and I, I feel like it, um, it, it's really like true to me and I feel like that's why I'm like really still in love with the song even after like a year or so of making it because I just feel like it was really true to me and like I actually enjoyed making it well I think um that's really cool and that's something I talk about with other artists is that it really like the production doesn't necessarily matter as long as it um it gets the message across Mm. and so you know if it's amateur production um so what? I mean, if the meaning is there, that's what's most important. And that's what matters the most. And I know from like listening to your work that you get that meaning across 
So I don't like I myself, I don't necessarily care about what the production value is because I know that there's going to be that deep meaning and the production doesn't mask it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I just feel like I think part of the reason why I like this song so much too is like I wasn't thinking as much like trying to like make it like a good part of the album. I was just trying to like say how I feel and just really like be a part of the songwriting process. And I feel like that's something that I've gotten even better at now. So hopefully this next project of mine is going to be showcasing even more of that. But like, I I definitely like agree with like the fact that like, as long as the meaning's there, it's like going to be a good project. And I hope to make more projects like it. Um, Do you know when your next project is going to be coming out? Um, I don't have a date of when it's going to drop and I don't really want to put one on it yet because, um, part of the things I didn't like about my first album is that I just feel like I tried to rush it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need to do this before a certain point. But like, I was the only one rushing me and I just don't want to rush my process, especially since like, I'm still like growing as a musician and like my process is still like, it still needs some development. So it takes longer and that's okay. But I just want to like take my time with this to make sure it's something that I'm really still proud of in like a year and even five years. But some of it's definitely done. Like um, me, myself and I in the bait, the studio van version are going to be on it. And then also an actually an acoustic version of um, mind, body and soul probably. Cause I really like those tunes, <laughs> but I also have some new stuff in the works. That's also going to be on it. Well, that's awesome. And I think it's um, incredibly mature of you as an artist to realize that um, you're maybe not in the spot yet where you want your music to be and you're, you're growing towards that spot. And so when you reach it, that's when you can put out your most authentic version. I talked to another artist about this where um, he was talking about like, if you're not true behind your message, then the music won't really come through. Like you need to be in the right space to communicate that at the same point. Yeah. I hundred per a hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> like you have to be in the right like headspace to like make your art and also like be able to express how you're feeling. So that the art comes across in the most like authentic way possible. Yeah, and thankfully, you will always have a rotating cast of musicians to help you with that yes. at all state. A hundred percent. And so then another thing we were going to talk about is I know, well, it was it was going to be recently, but then time has kind of happened. Um, <laughs> you got to perform at a Juneteenth celebration in Indy. And I know you actually involved some of the old studio band members. Did you want to talk about that a little, like what it means to you? Yeah, for sure. So the Juneteenth Jubilee that I performed at, it's like the second annual one that's happened in like my hometown. And I just remember being like a really cool experience to go to and be a part of last year. And like, I thought of performing last year, but I was like, "Mm, I'm not developed enough. Like, I just like, I just didn't think I was ready. And like this year I was like, okay, I feel like there's nothing holding me back. But like, I kind of decided that like a little late, like Um, maybe like two weeks or not even before the performance. So like I jumped onto the roster late, but they were like still like all like good to have me. But um, just like, like trying to find band members for that was like a little bit of a stretch. Like I reached out to probably almost like 20 people (laughs) be like, Hey, I know this is last minute and like not an ideal gig, but can you play with me? (laughs) But it turned out really good. It was actually really cool because I ended up having just like a five piece band, like a guitarist, a drummer and a bassist 
and and then also a background vocalist everyone except for the guitarist was in studio band so it was like nice to have that connection like already but um I feel like the band gelled well considering the times like the time restraints and it's actually kind of funny because we've never practiced as a full band before <laughs> because um Trey the bassist he couldn't be there for the rehearsal and like it still turned out really amazing I felt like our performance was really special because it was my first time performing my like original music live, but like also I feel like it was well received because like the other acts and like performances at that celebration were like all rap artists or just like singing to track and like the change of pace of having a live band was definitely something I feel like the audience was receptive of and was also something that was really fun for me to do because at first I was just going to sing track but I think having the band, first of all, made me less nervous. And second of all, um, I just felt like really helped to bring my music alive. Like the, like I was saying with like the recordings of like the bait and me, myself and I, like there's nothing that really replaces like having like different musicians play their instruments on your track because they just bring what whatever they have from life to the table. So I feel like having like that mix was really special for my first performance. No, I'm, I'm glad it went well, and I'm glad you were able to find people. And I think that speaks to that community we were just talking about, where um, you can reach out to these music musicians from all across the state, and they'll show up and they'll help you because they see that vision that you have, and they want to help you with it. Um, I know I was um, helping with a set on Juneteenth also, and it was this... Um, great hodgepodge of um black musicians around indiana who all came together but then they were also at other festivals like the exact same day they were all working yeah. together to help put out these awesome shows yeah for sure like the community aspect not only like with ball state and being able to call on people was like super awesome and helpful in the process but like like you said like having like artists that like go around to different festivals and are just there to like I guess like serve the music and just get at, get out like local artists is really cool. And like, it's nice that like, there's that scene in Indiana. Oh, so you're saying there's a scene in Indiana? Like <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> no, but it, there's just some really cool local artists. So it's cool that they went to like different festivals and stuff. Cause I even know some people that like went to multiple. Yeah, no. Well, I really appreciate you sitting down with me and sharing this with us. And I can't wait, you know, to start working on it and showcasing it. It'll probably maybe come out with um, the actual studio band performances that we did too. Oh yeah, probably. Um, was there anything else you kind of wanted to talk about that maybe I missed? Um, I don't think so. You covered pretty much everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Well, I'll go ahead and stop the recording then. This is The Bait by Casey King on the scene from Indiana Public Radio. Down the wishing and praying all 
by Casey King on the scene from Indiana Public Radio. Up next, we've got music from young local artist Alice in Victoria. Stay tuned. Alice and Victoria. We're just here to have a good time, y'all. I'm glad the rain didn't take us out.
I don't know where sound guy went, but don't be afraid of reverb. We love reverb over here. Yeah. Oh, right there. I hit y'all with this. The best song was single, but you weren't even living in the dark eyes. The black Beverly house, domesticated paradise, palm trees and pools. The wine is blue, and smile the bow, give an answer, yo. Whatever you think, whatever feels good, whatever takes your mountain high, but you keep an answer, yo. Not sugar free, my TV ain't nice, and super great by Angle Peter's Alliance, we like.
Thank you. Shout out to the Independent Music and Arts Festival for having really, really dope platforms to share for artists like myself. I am so honored to be here. This isn't my first time. They have put me on platforms before, and my name has traveled by word of mouth. And it's crazy because I only have one song out, officially. You know, all the other stuff is unreleased, you know? And people have somehow shared my name one at a time, and I've been busy enough to quit my job and do music full time. Here. Shout out to my boyfriend for coming with my accessories. Y'all can clap for that. <laughs> it's essential, essential. I've been walking in the same way as I do. Pushing out the cracks in the pavement and dodging my ill and striding my feet. Is there anything I can do for you, dear? Is there anyone I could call? No one, thank you, please, my town. I ain't just wondering. From my hometown. to envy my hometown.
really mean it, y'all. A lot of people tell me to leave Indy. You wouldn't believe how many. And it's really because they don't know. And I have to admit, you know, I didn't know either until I hit one open mic. Okay, I'm holding up two fingers. One open mic. And it just... It, it just flew, it just flew. It literally took off from there. I met these guys here. I met some of y'all out there. I see some familiar faces. And every time I'm on stage and I see those faces, it just keeps me going, so. I just wanna say thank you to everybody who shows up, to everybody who buys a ticket. We have a sold out show at the Jazz Kitchen this Wednesday. Yeah, I just got that news. <laughs> Shout out to Okara Imani. She'll be sharing the stage as well. And if you don't know, you should. That's Okara Imani. Thank me later. She was actually just on Wish TV. You can check that out on their YouTube. <laughs> I'm just so thankful, y'all. I'm so thankful. You're listening to Alice and Victoria on The Scene from Indiana Public Radio. Does it count as a cover if we just do a piece of it? Won't you, baby? Tend to you've got to be. Spark my nature, sugar fly with me. Don't you know now is the perfect day? We can make it right, hit the city lights. And tonight, hit the love spot. Let me take it to the match. Yeah, I want to love you. When a young thing, you need to love
y'all know about this. She's a bad, bad pajama. Just as fine as she can be. Yeah, she's a bad, bad pajama. Just as fine as she can be. Yeah, her body measurements are perfect in every dimension. She's got a figure that shows no get attention. She's poetry in motion, let me in a post I get so excited viewing her anatomy. Listen, hey, she's a bad, bad Majima. Hey, hey, just as fine as she can be. Yeah, she's a bad, bad Majima. Oh, Lord, just as fine as she can be. Yeah, she's a bad, bad Majima. Yeah. I know y'all hear that bass right there. <laughs> Woo! Steve on that bass right there. Stop crying. 
snaps or some hands. I can feel that energy. I love it. Again, shout out to the festival for putting this, everybody involved for putting this together. Shout out to Sun King for the stage. Shout out to whoever put this tent up today. I appreciate that for sure. I was worried because we need this, you know. We need this. And you got to pack life. That's why this song means so much to me, y'all. I'm bag lady. Just a little bit. Come on, daddy, play for me. That's my dad on the sax, y'all. Shout out to the band. Y'all make some noise for them. Here we are getting ready for Father's Day, and I got four fathers on my stage. I'm so thankful. Y'all give another hand for that. This last song is um, the only song that's available on all platforms. It's called Let Go. You can search that on all platforms, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you got. And the producer, Rico. Man Dog, I know he didn't disappear right when I introduced the song, but he was just sitting right there. When he comes back, I'm, oh, there he goes. Man Dog is actually the producer of this song, and I'm so grateful. Y'all make some noise for Man Dog. This is my first original song. Shout out to Willis, also my boyfriend, for mixing the song and bringing it together. It takes a village, I'm not kidding you. I, I make sure to shout out everybody who's a part of it, you know? It's important. So again, this is the one song you can find on all platforms. It's my heart. And it's called Let Go. I might have to hold it for this one, Sam. Life complicated, overrated. Trying to find the answers to why, why I cry, why I try. It gets hard sometimes to stand out, to stand out, to stand proud. Finding me to go out, but a smile. I say so myself, think for myself, and now I now saw why I feel. What a feeling, what a feeling to let go.
in me Ain't no stopping this train Come on, sign a cold rain I'm feeling good in my skin I found a lot of living And I've been losing some friends Can't please everybody I'm feeling light in these days I feel the sun on my face And nothing else I'm grateful For all the things I'm able But you can bring my smile And learn how to stand around I had to be my Y'all, I wrote this song because I went through so much trying to figure it out, trying to figure out why things happen, why all these bad things. I don't know if you can see my scars from there, y'all, but I survived, I survived a fire. I survived going blind in one eye. Got my vision back. I'm about 2070. It's no good, but I'm here and I can see y'all, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, you can clap for that. I can see you and that's all that matters. But more importantly, I can feel you. Again, shout out to Man Dog. When I heard this beat, I was like, I can put my heart on this track right here. And I did just that. So I hope that you felt that a little bit on this set. And I hope that I get to see you again. I got some really, really amazing people on this set right here. I'm gonna just go through real quick. I got Lorenzo on the keys. I got also, I got Mike on the keys as well. I got Steve on the bass. Got my dad on the sax. I got DJ on drums. And I'm just really thankful to have all of these people and all of you to just love on me just for a little bit. So I'm gonna get away, but I'm gonna just leave you with this last verse. And it's real simple. I didn't even have to write much. It was just a real simple lesson. Life complicated, underrated. And now I found the answers to why I, why I cry. Why I try? All I had to do was let go. That was Allison Victoria, live from the Independent Music and Arts Festival in Indianapolis. To stay up to date on her upcoming performances and music releases, check out her Facebook page, Allison Victoria Music. Major support for the scene comes from Ball State, Ball State's music media production program, our underwriters, and listeners like you who support their local public radio station. Our show is produced entirely by Ball State students. Jacob Holtzman, Liam Van Overwall, Paul Butler, and myself are the show's producers and engineers. Gabe Hua is our booking and communications coordinator. This episode was produced by me, your host, Abigail Beige. Special thanks to the Independent Music and Arts Festival for letting us come and record Alice in Victoria. To find out more about the bands and venues we feature on the scene, visit our website, indianapublicradio.org slash the scene, where you can learn more about the program and listen to our episode archive. 
Again, that's indianapublicradio.org slash the scene. Also, if you'd like to keep up with what we're up to next, follow our Facebook page. Just search for The Scene from Indiana Public Radio and find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at the scene on IPR. We're also on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you find your podcasts. Give The Scene from Indiana Public Radio a search and add us to your favorite podcasting app. Thanks for being with us and join us again next time to hear what's happening in the scene here on the scene. And to round out tonight's episode, let's listen in to Clint Breeze and the Groove playing live from the 2021 Garfield Park Arts and Music Festival heard earlier this season on the scene. Hey, go ahead and clap with me. Thinking you tough is just from the callous on your mind Cause you grieving too much and nothing's impacting on your grind And we can discuss combustion to bust and get you flying But your ego stripped up, you stuffing the feet in your turbine Slide, see, that's the reason you decline Why'd I use my feet and I use sweet in a vine line Though the limits will be giving you more shine Meet your minutes and you'll get your little prime Time to watch them eight-ish Hot as the stickers, chocolatey syndrome, but that's fake-ish Try like a person, try to remember to have breakfast Try to deliver them from the matrix to have greatness When you are no rated and afraid Shit went frost icing, you lost diet J. Cole must know you because you are lights. Please build yourself. And if you overfill yourself, hold that that tight rope. Don't catch you by throat and you heal yourself.